Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, CEO and owner of Close the Gate Hoops. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. What up, gatekeepers? Back at you with another episode of Off the Court. Today, it's me and Coach Aaron, and we have an awesome topic that's uh, very relevant to both of our lives right now, and that is the process of time management. And it's extremely important that we look at this topic and um, actually dive deeper into how we can um, improve many areas of our life through time management. And it's a skill that um, not many people view as a skill, which I think is extremely important. Coach Aaron, did you want to dive in a little bit of why you wanted to talk about this? And um, then we can kind of go from there. Yes, I like this topic because it's very, like you said, it's very relevant to how we're living today. And especially when you're trying to work on your self-improvement and there's a ton of different facets of life to improve on. It's hard, you know, it's easy to get them all mixed up. It's hard to find time in your day um, where you're able to, you know, find some kind of way to improve in all those different ways. And, you know, it seems like the older we get, the, the less time we have during our day. You know, it seems like our days are a little bit shorter now because when I, you know, when we were younger, it seemed like our days were so long. We had so much time, all of that. But now, you know, it feels like I've, I've done so little in a day and I lay down in bed and I'm just exhausted, you know? So it's, it's, it's a little weird. It's hard because especially once you're getting older and the, the, the things we talk about, we're constantly talking about self-improvement and stuff. And it's really easy to, uh, to get those all jumbled up. And it's uh, the way, what I have written down here is it's, it might be more efficient to try to hyper-focus on certain things, right. And try to really prioritize. 100%. And I was going to, that's funny that you mentioned that because we were lifting the other day for Platteville and uh, our strength code, Mm -hmm. our strength coach goes, there's a lot of things that I want in life. And um, I was eavesdropping on the conversation. And then I asked what he wants and he goes, time. (laughs) he goes, I don't have enough time. Right. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's funny that you mentioned that. That's so true. The older and older you get, the less time that you have. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think a big reason for that is because we we become smarter and we kind of realize that there's so many things that we don't know. So obviously to learn those things, right. You need a ton of time. Um, so that's why we view it as less of it. Um, in terms of hyper-focus, I think we mentioned a few times on this podcast before, but it's definitely bad to multitask right? Um, Because when we multitask, it diminishes both things that we're doing, right? So if I'm trying to do two things at once, they're both not 100% and they're both going to be worse because of it, right? But if we're, Mm -hmm. um, if we hyper-focus things, right, then we can put our full attention on whatever we're doing, right? So it's going to obviously be much better in the long run and we can actually get more done that way, right? Because um, a lot of people view multitasking as being super productive when actually it's not as productive because it's not our best work. Right. Yeah. Um, so th- I thought that was a great point in terms of hyper-focus and it also prevents us become from becoming overwhelmed. And this is something I've been doing to myself a lot lately is I just throw my, so many things at myself and I'm mm-hmm. just completely overwhelmed and I don't even want to do anything anymore because I was trying to do too many things at once. So, um, one thing I do because of that is if I have a long to-do list, I'll only take one thing out of that to do list to do right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll cross it off and then I'll do one more thing off the to-do list. I won't try and do like five of them at once. Yeah. That's funny. Cause that's something I've started. Like I used to go into a day and I would have this huge things of, or this huge list of things just in my head that I had to do that I had to somehow get all of this done during the day. I was like, and it was like, rather than doing that, I should have just limited my list a little bit. Cause then I'd get done. I'd get like 
two or three of the things done that I needed to get done. And I'd be like, gosh, I didn't get anything done. I had all this other stuff that I needed to do. Yep. But if you, if you limit that list and then, you know, you got to be realistic with yourself, like what you can actually do during a day. Don't try to push yourself over the limit. But, um, when you go into the day with that, like smaller list and the, the, and you can be more efficient with your time. You're not thinking about those other things and you get that done. Then you might actually get everything done on your list. And then you can move on to the next thing. If you have more time and you're like, wow, I got more than I thought I would done, you know? And it's just better. It's better. It's a better way to think, you know, in my it's opinion. Totally. It's just better for our brain when there's less, right? Less is more. Um, most of us just try and do too many things at once, which is a huge yeah. problem. And I've tried, I've tried like, in class or something like during a lecture, if I'm supposed to be taking notes, I'll try to like do like some kind of homework or something on the side while I'm taking notes and I'll like get the homework done. And then I'll look at my notes and be like, I have all this stuff written down, but I don't know what any of it means. And I don't know. I don't even remember the teacher ever saying any of these words, but I have them written down. And that's the thing. Is it just like when it's so hard for our brains to focus on these to like, we can't put a hundred percent of our focus on two things at once. Right. So when you're putting 50% of focus on both things or 75, 25, whatever it is, it's the quality obviously goes down. Right. Another good analogy for it is we actually just recently talked about it with our rest podcast, but it is overtraining, right? When mm-hmm. you try and go hundred percent multiple days in a row, your, your explosion and maximum rep is going to be decreased a lot. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very similar in terms of that area. It's not going to be your best effort technically because you didn't give um, that rest in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. a good, a good way to think about it. Something that we actually talked about recently too, that's pretty relevant with this is the, um, is with the rest is that rest is crucial. That's time management. Like what we talked about in the rest uh, podcast was um, if you, if you are tired, right. And you need rest, you need some kind of rest. You got to put a hundred percent of your focus into that rest too. Otherwise you're not getting your maximum rest. Right. Cause like, like I, mentioned in the other podcast, if you're, if you're thinking you're taking rest and you're actually just sitting down, like watching TikToks, going through TikToks, you're not actually resting. It's not like you're still using that brain power for something else, but it's just not like something super productive, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's important to be able to like manage our distractions and like pay attention to what we're doing, you know? And I think that goes really well into what I was going to talk about. And that's having a plan, right? And a written plan in that. Um, and I wrote down that you want to write down morning and nightly routines for yourself in terms of giving yourself the best time management. And that's exactly what I have is I try to have the same morning routine every day and the same nightly routine every day, just for that consistency and getting myself into that time management mode. Like I got to get these things done. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like what you said for focused, um, Whatever you're trying to do, the best the best way in terms of time management that I've found for productivity, I've talked to you guys about this as well, is blocking out your day to get whatever you need to get done, right? And to do that in 60-minute periods because you don't want to burn yourself out. So you do need little small breaks in your day to take a break from whatever productivity you're doing and give your brain that rest. Um, but I found that 60 minutes is a good time where if you're super focused, you can power through whatever you're trying to do. And then after that 60 minutes, you're starting to diminish the quality of whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so then take that break. But you could look at your calendar, and I like to use Google Calendar for this personally, and look at the time you have throughout your day, and then fill out those time blocks that you can get stuff done, right? Yeah. Um, and having a plan for those time blocks. 
And you want to you want to be intricate with it too. Like pay attention to what is actually going on throughout your day, right? Because there's a lot of times. Well, I used to all the time. I'd like lay down in bed and just be like, "What did I do all day? Like, what happened? Why? Where did this day go?" That's a good sign of that's so when you're thinking that at the end of the day. That's telling you that you're not really paying attention to what you're doing, and you're not maximizing the time that you have really. And you know, obviously, writing things down, planning things will help you with that. But just being able, you got to pay attention. You got to know what's actually happening throughout your day. You got to like pay attention to what you're doing. Yes. And uh, another great example, and by no means go to this extent, but I think um, Elon Musk is a good example of time management because he, if you don't know who Elon Musk is, he's one of the richest men in the world, but he runs um, Tesla, he runs SpaceX and a couple other companies, but he plans out his day in increments of minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which, insane. See, yeah, that that's, to the point where I couldn't, I would overwhelm myself, but he's yeah. that um, thorough in his planning of his time management. Cause he knows he doesn't have a lot of time, which well, I think is, really thing, cool. is how do you, how do you think he's so successful and how do you think he's like able to do all these different things at once and run multiple different companies? You know, he, he almost has to do that. Yeah. He's and mastered time management with, yeah. And with people like us, it's like at a smaller level, right? We don't have as much to manage as him. So we don't need, it's not necessary for us to do that really. Um, but the more and more you want to improve the the better you want to get, the more you got to improve with things like this too, is time management. And like, if you, if you're trying to like get better at a bunch of different things, you got to be able to manage your time and set aside time for each thing. And a good way to do that is prioritization. Is that a word? prioritization prioritizing something i think it is so um i think you know if i if not i just made up a word and it's a good word but that's a good word obviously making sure like if you have goals that are ahead of your other goals right making sure those high priorities are getting done first um and then once those are done you move on to the second priorities which is it, it goes along with what i was talking about earlier with uh making that realistic to-do list, like start off with just your main priorities, like what you really need to get done. And then if there's other things that you want to get better at, right. Start doing those. And then the next thing, right. So it's like, it's, it's like there should be tiers to, to what your goals are, I guess. Totally. Totally agree. That's, that's a really good point. And it goes back to less is more just mm-hmm. not overwhelming yourself with too many things that you can't do at the same time. A really good thing that we should talk about too, in terms of time management and like what you talked about priorities, listing your priorities in stages of three. And that's what I taught Aaron and Connor to do um, here at CTG, but that helps prioritize what obviously needs to be lingering in your brain a little bit for the long run, which would be P3, whatever we have to get done in say like a couple months, right? Um, and then P2 would be a little, maybe a couple weeks it needs to get done. And then P1 would be, it needs to get done like as soon as possible. Right. But if you prioritize in those kinds of stages in terms of short term, medium, medium term and long term, um, it kind of sets yourself up for the best time management and what you need to do to prepare to get those things done. I like that, how it, it can be also be put into terms of like longevity, like short-term goals, long-term goals. Cause the short-term goals, obviously you're going to need to prioritize those first and get those done right away. But then like the long-term goals, that's kind of like a, like a s- small steps every single day kind of thing. 
if you're trying to like, for example, like if you're trying to make changes to your body, if you're trying to gain weight or if you're trying to lose weight, whatever it is, um, those short steps every single day, that'd be like a long-term thing that you can do something like small every single day. But then like those short-term girls, which would be something like if you have like a homework assignment to do, like that has, that's due tomorrow or something, yeah. then that's obviously something you need to do right away. So it's like, it's cool how you can divide it into that way too. You can divide these goals into all kinds of different ways to like organize them i guess yeah and have you ever heard of the 80 20 principle no i haven't okay so it's important that we actually talk about this because this is something i think about almost daily it feels like um it's called the parado principle okay and this principle states that for many outcomes roughly 80 percent of consequences come from 20 percent of causes meaning only 20 20 percent of your action right now is giving you 80 percent of the out the output right so say you have you're doing 100 percent throughout your day right? But only 20% of that 100% is actually giving you 80% of what's going on throughout your life, like the actual success that you have, right? Okay. So basically what that's saying is that we waste a ton of time on things that we that don't actually get things done for us that we think do. So I think a huge part of time management is um, observing what you do throughout your day and actually finding whatever your values are that that give you kind of purpose in life that are actually building towards those purposes, right? But if you spend um, 60% of your day doing something that really doesn't take you towards any path you want to be down, um, then you're obviously stuck in the 80-20 principle of not getting more done. But if what you can do basically is um, observe what that um, 20% you're doing is that's really, really successful, that's giving you 80% of the output, right? Mm -hmm. um, then you can maximize all your time management with whatever you're doing. So it's basically observing what you're doing and finding what is the biggest causes of whatever you want to happen and then multiplying that instead of just doing 20% of it. Right. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool because I feel like a lot of, I, I, I've definitely struggled with like trying to figure out like what, what I'm doing that's making me be less productive and that observing that and observing your days and like actually paying attention to what you're doing throughout the day is like the biggest key to figuring out what kind of time management schedule works for you or what kind of thing works like, or like how you can figure that out and organize it, you know? 100%. And I got to come up with a new filler word than 100%. Sorry, gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we should mention too, we already have a miracle morning podcast, but the morning is the most productive time of the day um, statistically. And if you're not a morning person, then you probably haven't woken up enough to realize how productive it can be. Um, but definitely in terms of having a good time management of your day, I would say that taking control of your morning is the first step. For sure. And I think one thing that's kind of, it's a, it's a time waster that's kind of unique in a certain way and that it's always with us is our phones. So we were talking about how you, um, you can't really put a hundred percent of focus into two things. Right. But so a lot of times when I'm in class, I'll have my phone just sitting up on my desk. Right. For some reason, even though I'm not on my phone, there's still like a 10% of me that's paying attention to my phone, even though I'm not even on it. Like it's just sitting there, but I'm, it's almost like I'm like, if it, if it buzzes or anything, I'll look at it. If it, you know, something, anything like that, I'll look at the time. Right. I'll think of something in my head. I'm like, Oh, I got to check this. I need to look at what the weather is outside or anything like that. So it always seems like there's a little bit of percentage that's on my phone. So uh, I think we've talked about this too, like chucking your phone across the room, things like that while you're trying to get work done will help you a lot. Just turning it off, I guess. Something I've been trying to do is not go on my phone right away in the morning too, because I feel like that distracts me from 
any kind of routine that I want to get into. And it's a little break in that routine. Um, and a lot of times if you have your phone with you, you might just like hop on it without even realizing you're going on it. I do. I notice myself doing that all the time, but your phone is kind of a unique distraction in that it's always with you. And it's kind of, it's a little bit hard to escape sometimes because you feel like you need it for some things. But if you can just like shut it off, like while you're trying to comp to accomplish something it, like you'll be able to put a hundred percent of focus into it. Even if you're not on it, you're still not putting a hundred percent of focus onto whatever else you're doing. No, that was a really good point of you um, talking about not going on your phone uh, right when you wake up because mm -hmm. that throws you off the direction of whatever you're going to do. Um, so I do the exact same thing. I try not to look at my phone for the first 45 minutes of the day because I know if I check it, it's only going to send my thoughts down a rabbit hole of nothing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if I just observe my thoughts for the morning without my phone, I can get a lot more accomplished in terms of my mental state. One thing I was going to add to what you were talking about was um, notifications too with my phone. So one thing that I've found that um, has definitely increased my time management and I've realized that nothing really changes at all is I turn off most of my notifications. Um, mm -hmm. So in terms of like messages and stuff, I don't have notifications on text message. And when I first originally did that, I uh, all this stuff popped in my head, like, what if I miss out on something super important, things like that. And it's never, ever happened. Right. Yeah. Um, and Snapchat, I haven't had a Snapchat notification on for like a year. But like when I used to have Snapchat and I saw someone snap me, I would try to respond right away. And now I barely spend any time on Snapchat because of notifications mm -hmm. in terms of things that are really important. Like uh, say I have a basketball team meeting. So it's called teamwork, the apps that we're on. So I keep that notification on because I know if something alerts me, then I then I need to know what's going on. Right. Um, right. But most of the notifications on your phone, you can turn off. And I think that would be huge help to your time management and help you feel like you got a lot more time throughout your day. That's cool, too, because there's times where I'll click on a notification for like Snapchat or whatever, and then I'll end up on just my CBS Sports app and then I'll end up on uh, mm -hmm. some TikTok and then I'll end up on something else. Like it's like it's a little it's hard the rabbit hole you don't even realize that it's happening so that's that's what frustrates me so much about phones like they're obviously necessary yeah but they're just so there's so much wrong with them but i feel like you i mean there's not we're not getting rid of them so you just got to learn to deal with them i guess yeah you just got to kind of work your way around them to use them mm -hmm. to how you know it can't hurt you right mm -hmm. well um, yeah and i'm not i'm not one of those people that say i'm i wish we didn't have them like they're obviously very helpful they make life a lot easier but yeah. there's ways that they can be so toxic for us i guess yes and i think like what i was saying with uh the 80 20 principle um when you're observing your time management i think the first thing that you should do when you're observing that um 80 20 outcome is time wasters like i was saying so some notifications on your phone can be time wasters because it sends you down the rabbit hole, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. Other time wasters, I'm trying to think of examples. Um, phone's probably the biggest one. The majority yeah. of the things on your phone, you could definitely live without with. Live without. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of something other than phone for an example of a well, time there's waster. Way, I mean, just, you know, if you if you sit down and watch tv for too long or something like that but it's like there is times that that's necessary yeah. you need you need breaks and you need to have some kind of enjoyment you know those little quick uh gratification sources but majority of it is on your phone yeah kind of a theme that we've talked about before too it's like when you're when you're trying to get better at something it's important to try to take away the like the negative things that you 
that are going towards it, like things that are making you bad at something first and then try to start improving. Cause if you're just trying to start improving, but you still have these bad habits right behind you, like holding you back, it's not going to, you're not going to get very far if you still have these things holding it back. So it's important to focus on those negative sides and taking away those distractions, things like that, before you start trying to implement things, you know, that'll, that'll improve upon whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. And I actually tweeted the other day, the first thing you should be doing is trying to eliminate things before you add things, which I think a lot of people fall into because um, if you don't try and eliminate those time wasters or those, those habits that aren't very good for you, um, when you add things, you're just adding them on top of those bad habits. So it doesn't mean that they're going to stop. A good example could be if you had a hole in the wall and you, you put a picture frame over it, right? That doesn't mean the hole is not going to be there. And then if the picture frame's gone, the hole is still there, right? Yeah. Um, something of that nature in terms of the bad habits still going to be there. So in terms of recap gatekeepers, in terms of time management, the first thing that we don't want to do is multitask, right? Um, some people believe multitasking good is good. And that's actually not the case because we can't put our full effort and focus into whatever we're trying to do. So avoid multitasking at all costs because it actually is making you less productive and less, um, less good with your management of your time. The second thing that I would say is observe, right? Observe how you're managing your time and think of that 80-20 principle, right? Um, 80% of what you're doing is giving you 20% of the outcome and 20% of what you're doing is giving you 80% of the outcome. So really finding what that 20% is that's really, really good for you, I would try and maximize that to the best of your ability and then find things that um, are time wasters for you. And majority of us, it's going to be a lot of stuff on our phone, um, so change notification settings, things to keep you off, things that you know you waste time on, um, things of that nature. Uh, the third biggest thing that I thought was really important with time management is taking advantage of the morning and nightly routines, but especially the morning and getting your, your day started um, the right way um, and have written plans. Have written plans for your next day um, and what you want to accomplish. And just remember, the older you get, the, the less time it's going to feel like you have. Right. So be very smart with your time. And that's one thing that all of us humans have the same of is time. Right. We we, we can't um, accelerate, slow down or speed up time. We all have the same amount of time. Um, the, the best humans though are the ones that maximizes that time. Right. So don't think time management isn't something important. It is very important. And it is a skill that you can master um, to maximize your potential. Anything else you want to add to that, Aaron? Oh, sounds great. Awesome. Did you want to do a speed round quick? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to give you a chance to tell some gatekeepers about how your season's going. You know, like I'm sure a lot of them are eager to hear about how's it, how it's going, how you're liking it. What's, uh, what's your thoughts so far? That's a great question. So right now, I'm not sure when this podcast will be released, but it is November 29th, right? Or is it November 30th? It's November 30th. It's the 30th. And, um, we're seven to zero right now. We're fourth in the nation, which is pretty cool. Should probably be three, um, but that's okay. Uh, we play at lacrosse tomorrow night for our first conference game, which is super exciting. But um, we'll keep keep you guys in the loop, and hopefully we make a run in the tourney. And then the question I have for you, Coach Aaron, what's the number one thing on your Christmas list? Uh, number one thing on my list, I need more clothes. I guess that would be number one, but definitely uh, some more golf stuff too. I want to... I want some more golf clothes. That's probably my main thing. I need some more of those. I have like two golf shirts that I that I have a little rotation with. But yeah, that's a good idea. My my grandpa oh, actually. Yours. I would honestly probably say something similar, something golf related, just because yeah. I want to get back into it. Otherwise, yeah. I really have nothing on my list. The older you get, yeah, the, I don't really know. 
the less you have on your list. And it's a good thing not to have too many things, right? Mm-hmm. On your list. Yeah, Don't that's, want too that's many true. Things. Uh, maybe some Bucks tickets too. That'd be cool. See, like that's definitely something I should have definitely consider asking for. Bucks tickets would be good. Yeah. I like uh, I like experiences more than something like you know. Yeah. You can always go buy clothes, but might not always be able to get bucks tickets. You know. No, I totally agree. I would definitely go for experiences over tangible items because you're gonna lose them anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening, gatekeepers. I'm Coach Jack. This is Coach Aaron. We hope you do a much better job of managing your time now. We're out, baby. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Off the Court. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave reviews if you haven't yet. This helps us with engagement and helps us rank higher to make an influence on more basketball lives. I also strongly encourage you guys to check out our free ebook download that's 25 pages long, How to Unlock the Mental Side of the Game. I was a player that was constantly grinding and constantly working, and it was really hard for me not to see results from the amount of work I was putting in. But this ebook that I wrote dives exactly into those types of questions. I was completely ignoring the most important part of basketball, which is the mental side of the game. So the 25 page ebook that I wrote is for you guys to give yourselves a leg up on your competition and almost like a secret weapon. I call it the basketball cheat code. Also check out our website, ctghoops.com. On there, we got tons of programs that you guys can download to make yourselves a better basketball player. We have the CTG productivity notebook, helping you guys become addicted to productivity. Of course, in-person training, We are located now in multiple cities. And then we have the CTG blog, free education on becoming your best basketball self. Lastly, follow all our social media pages at CTG Hoops, where we post multiple times a day, trying to make you the best player and person that you can be. All the links for these are down in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out all the other episodes of Off the Court and make sure you're ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace.